Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, we're going to talk about retirement. This all started with somebody sending me an article, said, would you comment on this article? And uh, the link to the article wasn't effective, so I had to go back to look for the article itself. And the article is by Kiplinger. It says, 10 reasons you'll never retire. So this is the article that the individual wanted me to comment on. After I read the article, which I'm going to cover with you today, I came to a distinct conclusion. They have no idea what they're talking about. And I came to another conclusion, that is, the reason people don't retire is because they don't know what retirement is and don't know how to get there. And that no matter what they tell you is the reason you're not retiring, it's really because of one thing. I'm going to save that one thing till after I go through this article because I want to make a point to you. I want you to see how far off base they really are. And then when I've made that point, then I'll come back and tell you how you solve the problem. Second thing I want to cover today is while I was looking up this article, I found about 20 articles on why you should never retire. And that one was even stranger to me because you're talking about people writing articles that have no idea what it is to retire. And so they think that by saying in in an article and, and to try to scream it out to the world that, hey, you should never retire, they're letting themselves off the hook for never retiring. In other words, if I can't do it, You know, if I can't figure out how to retire, then why should I let you think you can? I have to make you believe it's the wrong thing to do. Therein, I can make myself feel better about myself, is the way I see what they're doing there. So I look at this thing, and I'm thinking, man, it really is stacked against you. Almost everything out there, education-wise, is stacked against you in actually retiring. So these are the two angles that I'm going to take today. I kind of want to just blow them up. Or if nothing else, I want to put a light on them. You know, when you put a light, you come into a room filled with roaches, and you turn the light on, the roaches all have to run. They, they take off. And I hope today is like a light in a room filled with roaches. In other words, a room filled with lies about everything. So let's let's start this game out here and this 10 reasons why you'll never retire. And reason number one is you're not saving in a retirement plan. Okay. I retired at 34 years of age. I've never had a retirement plan. I've never had a 401k, an IRA. Well, I did have an IRA one time. I did a rollover into an IRA once, uh, something like that. But I didn't save into a 401k. I didn't save into an IRA. That's not how I retired had nothing to do with retiring. It has nothing to do with the retiring of the thousands of people that retired out of Lifestyles Unlimited. So there's a lie right off the bat. Let's go to number two. Number two is you are neglecting the company match. Well, you know, a company can only match up to a certain amount, whatever it is, 5%. I don't know the number anymore. It changes probably. It has changed over the years. But not relying on it. What does that mean? You automatically get the match if you put money into the 401k, up to the limit, right? 
So when they're saying you're not relying and you're neglecting to take advantage of the company match, what you're really saying is you're not saving anything. Because the match is on the first dollars put into the 401k. So what they're really saying is you're not saving. It has nothing to do with the company match. And by the way, the company match isn't going to make you rich anyway. If it did, then everybody we know that has a 401k would be retired. But they don't. And again, lie number two. Now remember, who is this that wrote this article? Kiplinger. So these are financial guys, and they're selling financial services. So what do they want you to do? They want you to put your money into an instrument, a financial instrument that they control, that they make a return on. Here's a little piece that says here, the average company contribution to retirement plans in 2012 was 4.5% of pay, according to the annual survey by the Plan Sponsor Council of America. But about 34% of employees said that more than half of their plan participants are not contributing enough to take advantage of the full employer match, according to the 2013 report. So in other words, pretty much what I said, if you don't put in, they match you dollar for dollar, so if you don't put the money in, then you don't get the match. Again, the problem is not the match, the problem is the money. You're not saving the money. Again, a mischaracterization of what's really going on. Number three, you didn't start saving early enough in your career. Well, at Lifestyles, we basically teach people how to retire in two to seven years. I used to call it five to seven. Then people started doing it in three and started doing it in two. I did it in two and a half. So now we, we let it leak out that it's two to seven years. In fact, sometimes people even say two to five years. Bottom line, though, early enough? What is early enough if you can start now and in five to seven years be retired? What is early enough? Do you have to start in your 20s? Your 30s, 40s, 50s? Let's say you started in your 50 and you did what we teach to do, and in seven years, 57, you retired. Or in five years, 55, you retired. Or in two years, at 52, you retired. In fact, if you're 60 and you can do it in two years, isn't 62 still good? But the reality is, is that starting early may be better. It may allow you more years to save money, but it still isn't the reason why you're not retiring. And again, when we get to the end, I'm going to tell you why you're actually not retiring instead of all these lies that these people are making up. These are hypotheses. A hypothesis is basically something somebody believes to be true and then sets out to prove it to be true. And if a large percentage of people out there don't retire, then their hypothesis can be anything they want it to be. And they can basically blame it on these things they're blaming it on. The next one, number four, is you use your nest egg as a piggy bank. In other words, people take money out of their retirement funds to buy cars, to pay off their houses, to put a down payment on a house or whatever, put their kids through college, whatever, the whole bit. And so you're using it like a savings account. And what they're contending is a retirement fund should never be a savings account. It should be a retirement fund. And you should never touch it from age 20 to age 65 or 70 or whatever it is when you're going to retire. You just don't touch it. So they're saying, because you've taken some money. Now, how many people in their life get to the point where they need some money for some major expense. And if they take all their money and put it in savings, let's say you put it in your 401k, there's no place to get money then except your 401k because you don't have any other money. So again, it's a lie. Moving on here, number five, you cashed out when switching jobs. In other words, you can't get your money out of your 401k except when you don't work there anymore. So when people 
get out of a job and they see that for the first time they're able to get that money that they could never get to before, it's very enticing to take that money out. That's the exciting thing for them to do is to get to some money for the first time because they've never had money. So they cash it out. And again, there's no retirement fund left. Number six, you're not saving enough. All right. This is brilliant stuff. I mean, do you think you should pay these guys millions of dollars as financial planners a year to figure out these basically stupid concepts? People do. You guys pay these guys millions of dollars to teach you how to do something that doesn't work anyway, and yet blame it on you because you're not saving enough. That's your problem. It's not that savings doesn't work. It's you're not doing it. You're not saving enough. Number seven, you haven't played catch-up. In other words, every once in a while you get behind, or every once in a while you started too late, or every once in a while you had to take some money out, you should, whenever possible, put more back in. Get caught up to where you're on the savings curve that will get you where you need to be. Number eight, you save for your kid's college instead of for your retirement. Now, let's not send the kids to college, let's just set, retire. And number nine, you haven't created retirement budget. You're not even retired yet. Why do you need a retirement budget? Number 10, you haven't planned to maximize your Social Security benefits. So what does that mean? That means that you're believing that you're coming to the end, that it's over. And how can you psychologically ever prepare for anything that says you're over? It won't work. And if you believe in Think and Grow Rich concepts, which is whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve, if you conceive and believe you don't want to be worthless, then you definitely can achieve working for the rest of your life. That's the number one problem. You don't believe you can retire. You don't believe you want to retire. Now, the secondary problem with all this is that you've been told the only way to retire is to live off your savings. And savings is not going to get you there. There's no way. It's not the amount of money you have. It's the amount of money you earn. If you were to stop your job tomorrow, you maybe last six months, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. So here you are. You can't figure out how to replace your income. The reality is retirement is, by definition, in my world, our world, those of us who have retired and will retire, the definition of retirement is the point at which your passive income replaces your earned income on a regular, reoccurring basis. Hey, you can go out and do something like flip a house and make some money. That's not regular and reoccurring, and that's not passive. So you haven't retired. I hear people all the time saying, well, yeah, I do real estate, I retired. No, you don't. You work. You're out there flipping houses and, and remodeling stuff and cleaning and the whole bit. Painting. That's not retirement. It's just another line of work. So we have to learn how to replace our earned income with passive streams of income. And that's what I've been teaching people for 30 years. And that's why it works. And that's why it works. It's because we're able to replace our earned income with regular, reoccurring, passive streams of income. And with that, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about why they're saying you shouldn't retire.
There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're gonna run into somebody that's gonna tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is gonna tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing, uh, in the first half of the show has been about uh, why you'll never retire because you have the wrong view of retirement. If you have the wrong view of it, there's obviously no way you're going to go figure out how to do what you really need to do because everything these people are telling you is a lie. And we know it's a lie because they're telling you they're experts at financial planning, yet they themselves are workers. They're still working. They're not retired. Well, we covered that pretty well, so I'm going to go in the second half of the show now and cover this concept of, well, if I can't do it myself, then I'll teach other people they can't do it. And if I can't teach other people they can't do it, then I'll teach them they shouldn't do it. And if I can't do that, then I'll have the government outlaw it somehow. In other words, the only way I'm going to be happy is by bringing my misery onto you. So I got this article here called Why You Shouldn't Retire, put out by somebody I've never heard of before. It's called Retirement May Not Be As Glamorous As You Think. It's by somebody called Start It Up. I'm going to read this to you because it's the setup that they use to go into this article. And I want to show you how even the setup is a lie. From the very beginning of the article, they're lying before you even get started on the article. It says, we live in a society where our relationship with work is deeply polarizing. On one side of the spectrum, you have the hustle culture, people promoting the idea that you should work tirelessly, sacrifice everything from your sleep to your social life in the interest of growing your business and achieving your goals. You can sleep when you're dead. This would be a Grant Cardone type of guy who is constantly talking about 10xing everything and and you've got my money and I'm going to get my money back from you and, and I'm nothing if I can't get more money. I have to 10x everything I do, right? That kind of guy. On the other side, you have those condemn our toxic work culture for draining our energy and taking time away from our families, hobbies, rest, overall well-being while giving the little in return for our sacrifice. That would be my side. It goes on and says, the overreaching theme both of these camps is driven by passion for money and how we make it. In the recent years, social media has been flooded with new influences on gaining hundreds of thousands of followers online, teaching young people about money. You've got the digital nomads, the fire, financial independence and retire early people. I guess he's talking about me. The rent hackers, the Amazon FBA aficionados, and the list goes on. Ultimately, it seems... The goal is to save as much money as you can quickly as you can so you can retire and finally live a good life. My friends, think of the ignorance that just got spewed out of that last paragraph. I just showed you and just proved to you and explained to you retirement is not about a pile of money. Yet here's a guy arguing that he is going to tell you why you shouldn't retire 
when he still doesn't even know how to retire. And even though he named 20 different people that are selling programs on how to create passive income, whoever it is wrote this article is so stupid. They don't even get that that's what those articles are about or those programs are about. It's about passive income. So as you go on here and you read this, it says, I'm going to read it again. Ultimately, it seems the goal is to save as much money as you can quickly. That is not the goal. This person has no idea. All those things that they named off, making money on the internet, is about making money. Rent collectors, that's about collecting rent. Nothing there. What we do is not about saving money. It's about creating passive income. And I'm telling you, you read this, and before you even get out of the first segment, they've already lied to you. They've told you that everything you're going to read about, everything you're going to study, everything you're going to do in life is to figure out how to save more money. And you already know that doesn't work, so you might as well throw the article away. But no, let's write an article and tell you why you shouldn't retire. Why would we do that? Because it will make you feel better about not knowing how to retire. Wow. That's a good idea. So it starts by talking about escaping the 9 to 5. It's unsurprising that so many people look forward to retirement. Studies show that up to 85% of full-time workers hate their jobs. He goes on and says, but if you look deeper, that's not really a problem. The problem is they don't hate work. They hate their job. Well, I don't know what this guy thinks or gal thinks that your job is. Do you think, I just got up and I thought maybe today I would be an expert canasta player or a chess player. I'm going to do something I like and that's going to be my job. No, a job is where you go and some mean person tells you what to do and they're never satisfied with what you do do and the customers are always miserable to you. Jobs are demoralizing. In most cases. And what they're saying is, no, 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 no. Really, what you need to do is just change jobs. Don't quit. Don't retire. Just change jobs. The next thing he comes up with is a reason for living. I have a big problem with the idea that the purpose of work is limited to making money so you can provide for your family and save your retirement. And my problem is that the way people perceive retirement and the way they demonize work as, as an unpleasant thing we have to do is inherently flawed. No It's not. You can't figure out how to get out of it, so you have to rationalize it. But what you don't understand is you say, I don't want to stop working because it's a reason to live. It's a part of me. Remember, how do you define anybody? Hi, tell me about yourself. I am a fireman, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, a CPA, a father, a mother, a spouse. What you do is who you are. And what this article is saying, if you stop working, you're nobody. You can never be anybody ever again. Which is insane. There is more reason to live once you get out of your job than there ever was with your job in most cases. In fact, I found once I retired, I got so busy. I had so much stuff to do that I'd always wanted to do that I never could do. And once you can do it, you open up all these doors and these doors open up new doors and those doors open up more doors. And it's like concentric circles that just go farther and farther and farther. You have more and more influence in your life because you can do more and more stuff. And the more stuff you touch, the more influence you have and the bigger your life is and the better your life is. But no, they want you to stay in the cubicle. 
because they can't figure out how to get out of it. Goes on and says, the value of effort. If all things were easy in life, there would be nothing to drive us forward kind of statement. And again, this person doesn't know what retirement is. There's all kinds of things you can create effort on. You can try to go from one unit to four units to eight units to 12 to 20 to 100 to 200 to 500 to 1,000 to 10,000 units. That's effort. You can try to figure out how to run it without you being involved at all and putting more effort into organization management, hiring and firing as opposed to putting effort into actually doing any of the work yourself. You have to effort at becoming a better leader instead of a worker. You could put effort into being more healthy and living longer. You could put effort into being a good husband, wife, mother, father. Put effort into being a grandmother, a grandfather. You could put effort into your family. You could put effort into your friends. You could get involved in your local neighborhood block, community, subdivision, neighborhood, city, state. You could put effort into all those things. But no, you need a job have any reason to create effort. The key to a healthy retirement, with everything in mind, we need to rethink when and if we should retire. If you find joy and fulfillment in a nine-to-five job, then don't let society pressure you to dictate to you, decide to hand over the reins to someone else. So it's society telling you you have to retire. It's not that burning gut feeling every day when you get in the car and drive for an hour to go to work. It's not that looking up at the clock 20 times a day to see if the day is over yet so you can go home and that drive back through that traffic again. It's not that paying the bills at the end of the month and seeing there's more bills than there are money. Those aren't the real pains. No, it's society crushing you with the thought that you should think you should retire someday. Why should you not retire? Because you need to stay active. You need to flex your brain muscles. You never need, you need to keep exploring. Which is the concept of saying you're not going to be able to do that if you don't have a job? My address, if you want to contact me, is askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. I've got another email here, and I'll share this one with you. It says, how does your property management handle tenants that put in maintenance requests every month that end up being landlord responsibilities? Okay, let's start there with one sentence, and then we'll break this paragraph down sentence by sentence. First thing we do is... Before we let any tenant move into any house we have or any apartment we have, we make sure everything is absolutely perfect. Now, you think about it. If everything is perfect, there's no reason for a tenant to call you and say that there's a repair. So a lot of landlords just let people move in, and then they find out the stuff is wrong as the tenants bring it to their attention that it's wrong. We don't let that happen because we fix everything. There's nothing to call us about. If everything is perfect, everything is perfect. There's no understanding that. Say, well, what if something breaks? Things don't break. I want you to stare at something and watch it break. Things don't break. People wear things out. And over periods of time, mechanical things wear out. And so if you've got a water heater and it's 10 years old and the tenant moves in and you haven't replaced it for 10 years and the water heater wears out on the 10-year and two-day mark, it's not that tenant's fault. And he's calling you because he's got problems and he wants them fixed. And it is your fault, and it is your price, and your problem, and your money. We had somebody inspect our water heaters. I'm just using water heaters because we saw water in the pan under the water heater. What does that mean? That means there's rust, and the water heater is about ready to go out. 
So we call a plumber, we get a bid, we got to replace the water heaters. If we don't replace the water heaters, they're going to break. And then we're going to have a problem. And since we're not tenants, we wouldn't be calling anybody, be calling ourselves, but we'll be irritated at ourselves because we'd let it happen. So this guy has got to see that. There is nothing to break that's your fault unless it wears out. Goes on. I've also had tenants that never broke anything. Of course you've had tenants that never broke anything because some tenants are great and some tenants are great until they're not. And once they're not, then they're not. Next. Also, do you have any one that's willing to do a HELOC on a home where the owner has bad credit and lots of equity so I can join your mentoring program. If you have lots of equity, you can get an asset-based loan. In other words, they're going to tie up your house and give you some portion of what it's worth, but not a large portion of what it's worth. They might give you 50%, 50, 60 cents on the dollar. And yes, they can do that. Do I know them? No, I do not because I don't have bad credit. So I don't deal with those particular concerned people. However, they're out there and you can look them up. I'm trying to think of, I can even think of somebody to send you to, but I really can't because again, I do multifamily myself now. I don't do single family, so I don't even know single family lenders. But the answer is yes, there are people out there that will do it for you. Next question. You mentioned finance or sell. Currently, depending on the income, I'm not sure about you because it all hot air on the radio, no proof of evidence what you do. Wow. That's an interesting statement. You mentioned refinance or sell, but I currently depend on the income, must be of the property, and I'm not sure about you because it's all hot air on the radio, no proof of evidence that your idea works. Wow. That's an amazing statement, is it not? It just in and of itself. 30 years I've been bringing people on here once or twice a week, testifying to the success. We have people every single month in every office we have getting up and testifying to the results. And to this guy, it's all hot air. Wonder why the guy has bad credit. Maybe it has to do with his approach to life. And he thinks everything is hot air. I've never heard you bring a tenant on the air and tell you that they're happy. Well, guy, my product is education for investors, not education for tenants. So I'm not going to bring tenants on. I'm going to stay 98 to 100% occupied by doing right to tenants. But I'm not going to bring a tenant on the radio to tell you he's a happy tenant. Instead, I'm going to bring you in someone who's retired. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. Each and every email is a person's personal feelings about where they are. So if you're sitting out there, as many people have, and you're asking yourself, how is this relevant to me? Am I like these people or not? Let's go ahead and read this. It says, I started listening to the radio show maybe a year ago. It was just after I came to the great epiphany that if we, that's her and her husband, had never invested in real estate, my husband and I would have had a lot more fun. There it is. What a statement. Say, Del, why would you read something like that? You got to listen to this. Very important. Said, I was married in 77 and we bought our first house the same year. Before that, we fished, camped at water skied, danced, and partied. We had fun. Now remember, I've always told you it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. It's about those things is why you want to have 
passive income. It's why you want to be financially free so you can do those things. What she's saying is before we even tried to get money, we had those things, which leads us back to the point that I made in the radio show the other day about the fishermen, which is a lot of times people go to work and work the rest of their lives to try to get ahead far enough that they can afford to take some vacation and go do the fun things that they can really afford to do right now. Which means instead of trying to make a ton of money to live the rest of your life in a great lifestyle, what you really need to do is you really need to go out there and put together the lifestyle you want and then find a way to finance it. In other words, not finance it, but to facilitate it financially. That's really what you need to do. And if you don't do it that way, you do it the other way around, you will forever be working. That's all there is to it. And this lady said, look, if we started doing this stuff, let's read on and see what she said here. It says, with a house, we were working on this, the house, then rehabbing a duplex down the block. Moved to Alaska in 81, sold all the property, had fun till we started buying real estate. He died in 2015. Definitely didn't want to hear a show on real estate, but it was a long drive. So she's listening. I really don't want to hear about this. I already realized real estate is terrible. It ruined her and her husband's life. But I was really impressed with the culture of your organization and the ethics. Turned me around. Realized that if I could learn how to do real estate the right way instead of my husband reinventing the wheel when there was a perfectly good wheel right in front of him, I might just like it. Figured it was worth a try. So there you go. Have a great day. Hope that answers your questions. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.